go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Fortin with City Mom Collective. And our hope is that this podcast brings a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Mom Collective. Hey, mamas. Welcome back to Just Add Sprinkles. This is episode number 58. And today we're talking about caring for kids with disabilities and also caring for your friends who have kids with disabilities. Yeah, Steph, it's a significant number of families in this camp. More than 7 million children aged 3 to 21 in the U.S. have some kind of disability, which is about 14% of students in public schools. Yeah, that's millions of families who've had to learn a whole new language. Endless terms and acronyms like IEP, Adaptive, 504, Respite, SSDI, LD, PT, OT, IDEA. I mean, there are so many words and terms. Seriously. And then there's the research, the endless appointments, the unsolicited advice, and the worrying, Mm. worrying about your child's disability, about the medical bills, about whether people will be kind. Guys, raising kids is tough, but raising kids with disabilities is tougher. Yeah. And we are not ones to encourage comparing, you know, in parenthood. But uh, to your point, you know, raising kiddos with disabilities, whether they be learning disabilities or attention disabilities, or, you know, there's a wide spectrum of them. Gosh, our hearts just go out to the moms that are carrying that burden. Yeah. Not a burden, that weight rather. Wait. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. And also I think this past year has been really hard Mm. uh, because not every school has had their special needs programs open and available. And so Usually that could have been a respite time or Mm -hmm. even just time to know that your child is thriving under the guidance of someone who's trained Mm -hmm. to help them. Mm -hmm. But then now that's on you. I know one of my best friends has a a child um, with pretty significant special needs and it's been hard this year. It's been really hard. Yeah. And not even just the special needs programming through schools, but the, um, you know, reading and math intervention help that is having to be done largely virtually for kiddos with learning disabilities, uh, that's taken it to a whole different level, too, uh, for families that are juggling those types of needs. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> tutoring um, any child or trying to get their attention over Zoom is hard, but add in challenges that they have and it's a lot harder. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, we do have a lot of moms across City Mom Collective Sisterhood that are parenting kids with disabilities. And we asked them to call in and tell us about their experience. Uh, Here are a couple of those gals. This is Crady from Memphis, Tennessee. Um, As a special needs mom, if I could go back and tell myself one thing at the beginning, it would be that you can do this. Um, It was, it's been hard There have been lots of struggles, but I always seem to find a strength within myself that I didn't know I had. Um, My son challenges me in ways I didn't know I could be challenged, and everything that we have been through, we have come out on the other side, and things are okay, and that everything will be okay. Hi, this is Danae from Lubbock, and my daughter Hannah, who will be nine next week, has Rett syndrome. Um, the one thing I would tell parents who are newly diagnosed or in the same, you know, this journey with a child with a rare disease or syndrome is to take one day at a time. 
We tend to worry about things that might be coming up in the future, but just live each day at a time, enjoy each moment with your child. And I think the best advice that I would go back and give myself is to find your support system. Find um, your village, the people that you trust to come in and train and help you with your child or your loved one. Um, so that way you can take a respite or you can have a date night with your husband. Or if there's an emergency, you know that your child is well taken care of. So I, I would definitely say find your village and reach out to other parents who may be on the same journey as you or have been on the same journey with, as you. Um, sometimes we feel like we're on an island all by ourselves. And it's nice to know there are other people that have lived it or are living it and can offer words of encouragement, great advice. Parents are the best advice givers. And um, just emotional support when you just need to um, talk to somebody or, you know, share what's going on in your life. My name is Chelsea Anders with Lubbock Moms. So the most important thing I have learned about being a parent of a child with a disability is that breaks are crucial. We spent a lot of time in the first few years of Olivia's life um, going at a breakneck speed to make sure that we were doing all of the therapy, all of the surgeries, um, learning all of the things about all of the disorders, and I regret not just spending more time letting her be a little kid. Um, we should have been going to the park more. We should have been um, just cuddling and laying on the floor and enjoying each other's company. Um, one thing that um, cerebral palsy has taught us is that the damage to Olivia's body is inevitable and it will be a lifelong journey for her. So the things that we do to build memories and make her childhood enjoyable and happy are way more important than making sure that we get six sessions of therapy in a week. I think that, um, right, she she's a hard worker, but she needs to just be a kid, which is something that we often argue for in disability advocacy, right, is they're just kids. Um, so I think it took me longer than I would like to admit to start to incorporate some of those things into our daily life. Um, I would suggest that anyone that has a child or a family member or a loved one um, that experiences disabilities read the book by Kathy Snow called Disability is Natural. Um, that's... I, Again, I wish I had read, I wish I had read before Olivia was born all of the things that, um, right, like were a source of guilt or frustration or stress for our family, um, because it wasn't worth it. It's not worth it today. We take very long breaks. We give her the summer off from therapy. We remind her that all of the things that she can do are so much more important, um, than all of the things that she needs to work on. This is Emily from Fort Worth, Texas, and I parent a kiddo with ADHD, GAD, RAD, and food allergies. What I wish I had knew, known early on in this journey is that it may sound cliche, but you really have to take care of yourself because parenting a kiddo who struggles in these ways is a marathon and not a sprint. And you really have to dig deep 
to find the things that cultivate actual rest for you and pursue those. Don't try to push through. Don't try to be too strong. Give yourself time. Give yourself rest. And that's the way you can be the best mama to your kiddo. Okay, well, that's great advice for any mom, but especially moms of kids with disabilities. The burden can be much, much greater. Yeah, well, Mama, if you have to stop for a breath or a cry or a nap, you've got to do that. Try asking for help. You are doing great, but you don't have to do everything yourself. That's so true. And let's hear from a couple more moms. Uh, They actually left us with similar sentiments. Take a listen. My name is Erin, and I am from Duluth, Minnesota. Um, And I am calling because I have a seven-year-old with uh, autism, sensory processing disorder, ADHD, OCD anxiety, um, and a language-based learning disability. Um, And I'm going to pick the second question to answer for you guys. Um, What would you go back and tell yourself at the beginning of your journey, knowing what you know now? Oh, Um, I would go back and tell myself that a diagnosis with special needs um, is one of the most amazing and challenging and wonderful journeys you will go on. Um, you will fight, you will advocate, and you will will do what you can to help support your child um, throughout their entire life, really. Um, we are, goodness, probably three years into therapy, four years into therapy now, and still going, and the things I learned on a daily basis about how to support my son and how to um, foster a uh, nurturing relationship while dealing with behaviors is it's one of the most life-giving experiences I think I've ever had. Hi, this is Rocky from Pensacola, and I am a special needs mom of a 16-year-old son on the autism spectrum. If I could give back and give myself one piece of advice at the beginning of our journey, it would be to know that everything is going to be okay. Life might not look like I thought it was going to look, and my son might be a little different than I thought he would be at birth, but he is beautifully made, and he has been a wonderful addition to our family. And as long as I am where my feet are, And with him, and following him in his journey, we will continue to grow and continue to learn. He is the greatest gift you will ever receive. And that's what I would tell myself, to realize at that time, despite the challenges, despite the tears, every day he continues to be the greatest gift I ever received. Thank you. One of the greatest gifts, one of the best experiences. Wow. (laughs) Okay, so now I'm crying. Oh, gosh. Oh, my gosh. Oh, these kids, I just want to hug them and their moms. Mm. Okay, well, (laughs) let's look to our sisterhood of City Mom Collective sites across the country for even more insight. Like this post from East Valley Moms in Arizona. It's called As Long As They're Healthy, right? The mom who wrote this has a daughter who's completely dependent on family and caregivers. And she writes, 
as long as they're healthy. Isn't that something everyone says when expecting? Basically, we don't care what their sex is. We just care that they're healthy. I used to say the same thing, but now all I can think to say, ask is, but what if they aren't? Then what? Hmm. We were not given any inkling that things weren't 100% perfect with our daughter when she was born. We were a young, healthy couple. My pregnancy showed no signs of anything but typical. Her birth even seemed totally normal. So as you can imagine, watching our three-week-old baby have a seizure was as frightening for us as I imagine it would be for any parent. Like many new parents with anything going on with their children, I sought refuge on the internet. Google would lead me down dark holes, but also landed me on forums and online groups and places where I could say, your child has all the same things my child does. Tell me more. I landed on a goldmine of parents who were swimming in the same sea of the unknown as us. Some had been swimming a little longer than me, and some had helpful guidance. Some were in the same place and offered solidarity, and some were a little behind us in the journey, and I was able to offer them the knowledge I had learned. It was support in every meaning of the word support. We have a wonderful family and friends and never lost any of that physical support, but there was something so magical in landing in a sea of others who had lived the same lives, cried the same tears, fought the same fights. It was the best place to be when facing so much hard, a place with safety and trust. When you are thrown into a sea of unknown, you need life preservers. You need something to get you back uh, safe to shore. I can't say this enough. The support of other parents going through the same thing will always be the support we needed to find. Wow. Uh, I love that she said um, she landed on a goldmine of parents who were swimming in the same sea of the unknown. And uh, anyone that has walked any journey of, you know, parenting a child with disabilities can relate to that because there is there are so many unknowns uh, and being able to have a community that, to her point, can has shared the same tears, same fears. Uh, and can be supportive uh, is such a treasure and so necessary. Yeah. And even first-time parents can relate to that because when you're a first-time parent, everything is weird and strange and you need to talk to parents who are a few steps ahead of you and figure that out. And of course, that's true um, when we look closer at different issues that our kids are facing. So I love that we have the internet now. (laughs) That we're able to connect with other families going through similar things, get advice, tips, find physicians, get medication advice, et cetera. It is such a gift. And and then to turn around and help the family coming in behind you is incredible. Mm, Yeah. Well, next, let's head over to Alamo City Moms for some advice on how to support moms of kids with special needs. This post in particular is called How to Be a Friend to a Mom of a Child with Special Needs, and the author is a mom to kid to a kid rocking an extra chromosome, oh, yeah. as she puts it, and has four ways to support a friend with a child with special needs. So here are the four ways. Uh, the first is to include us. Uh, we may have to say no nine out of 10 times, but please keep inviting us to wine tastings, jewelry parties, and mom's night outs. Uh, The second uh, way to support a friend with a child with special needs is to include our child. Uh, We need you, our friend, to help us facilitate friendships between our children. Not all friends' kids will mesh well, but when you're around each other often, acceptance builds among children. Uh, The third suggestion is to ask questions, to never assume. Most children with a disability fall within a spectrum, so one label does not always cover the range. 
Uh, so I think asking questions is a great suggestion. And then the, the final suggestion she uh, gives us is to show grace. As in all friendships, we sometimes need to give us the benefit of the doubt. What may look like an overly emotional and dramatic mom can actually be a mom trying to survive days of no sleep due to a medical crisis or a mom who fears losing health insurance, as it's hard to find flexible work when juggling illness, appointments, and such. Uh, like every other friend, we just need a person to vent to sometimes. Those are such good suggestions uh, for any friendship, but I think especially for those that are supporting friends with kiddos uh, with various disabilities. Yeah. And I'll just throw a challenge out there, Steph, to people listening. I'm assuming that somebody came to mind as we're talking today. If you're not a mom of a kid with special needs, um, you probably know someone who is. And if that person came to mind, do these things, send her a text, check in on her, get your kids together and and help your kids become empathetic and learn um, and include their children um, and just be a listening ear and, and don't let her think she's forgotten, include her. So just take these to heart and do it right now. Like pick up your phone and, and shoot her a text and, and get started. Cause um, we really need these moms to know that they're not alone, not forgotten and loved and included. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say, Michelle, just from a personal standpoint, you know, I have two kiddos with uh, learning disabilities and uh, the suggestion to ask questions and never assume uh, and just ask for updates like how how is it going with school? How are your kiddos going? Uh, I think there are certain things that are so ambiguous. You know, we don't understand them ourselves, especially if we're not walking that road. And so it feels possibly insensitive to ask or you feel silly because you don't know exactly what to ask. But I'll tell you what, like a good friend just asking routinely, not annoyingly, but routinely, like how things are going uh, is sometimes the best gift you can give a friend walking those roads. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's great advice. I love that. Yeah. Well, okay, mamas, if your kid has a more common disability like ADHD, dyslexia, or autism, or something rare, something visible or not, whatever your situation, it matters. Your child matters and you matter. Yeah, you matter to us. And we know that the road you are walking is hard. Uh, And if you need support, please check out your local City Mom Collective site for resources and support. Uh, Special, We want to support your special kiddos and you as their mamas uh, because you are worth celebrating. So uh, as we always end all of our episodes with, uh, just a reminder to make sure to stop to celebrate the big and the small and just add sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit momcollective.com. There you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our host, Stephanie Fleece. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.